Hello and welcome to episode 26 of One Controller Port Podcast. I'm Benjamin Yoder. Again, as always. I always say again, I don't know if I should keep saying that. Obviously it's me, I'm here. I'm here all the time. Every, every weekday. Every weeknight at 10. That's like a radio commercial or something, I think. I don't know. Anyways, um, hi, it's another week. Um, I haven't played too many video games, unfortunately. I have been working on a video, but it's a pretty short video. Um, and then I also, uh, so that video is going to go up this week. Um, but I also got a, like a cart for a CRT, my CRT TV. I keep my CRT or I bought, I got a CRT like a year ago. Um, just because the new, uh, 4k TV I bought did not go so well with old video games. And I mean, I mean, HD TVs haven't done that in a while, but, um, it was to the point that it was affecting how well I could play games on it. So I decided to get like a cheap CRT and then uh, keep that around. But the problem is with my new place is that I don't have a place for the CRT to go. So I got like a, uh, a tool cart and shoved this CRT on a tool cart. So um, I don't know when I'll use it. That's the whole point of it being on a cart. So I could just get it out of the way when I don't need it. Because a lot of times I don't need a CRT. Um, if a game can do 480p, I'm going to play it on my HDTV if I can. So, yeah. Um, speaking of 480p, I also, another thing I'm getting is, uh, a little GameCube HDMI adapter. I forget who's making it. Some guy. Um, but it's like a, uh, 3.0, uh, adapter that goes into the, um, the digital output on the GameCube. And then you can, uh, send the signal out through HDMI. So if you don't know, uh, component cables for GameCube are stupid expensive, and you're like, well, just get a cheap Wii, but um, you can't play the uh, Game Boy Advance games using the, the GameCube Game Boy Advance adapter that way. So that is the reason I spent way too much money on a little adapter, so I could play GameCube games through HDMI. Woo. Um, but yeah, it's, let's talk about... Uh, some some video game stuff. Well, I guess that is video game stuff. But let's talk about some uh, more recent video game stuff. Uh, I actually was kind of interested in um, a game that announced uh, this week called Your Four Night Princess Training Story. I believe is how the name translates to. It's a Nintendo Switch game from uh, Nibonichi Software, um, and it's essentially like a top-down action game. Um, but you have, I think it's like four, well, the title is four. <laughs> you have four princesses that you can play as, which their own, like, different types of weaponry and, like, attack styles. Um, and then you, like, are essentially training them, to my understanding, to be better combatants. Um, and so you can, like, praise them or scold them in battle to affect the, like, I believe it's, like, the buffs they have or, like, make them do perform certain skills and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just got a cute style and like <laughs> when the characters talk and if you look at the trailer and the characters talk, like they're like bouncing around uncontrollably. <laughs> I don't really know the best way to put it. It's like, it's like somebody made a live 2D animation and then, um, and then it set the speed to 5,000 and said, this is good. <laughs> it's really silly looking. Um, and I was kind of hoping there'd be like some kind of online co-op thing with it, but Based off what I saw in the trailer, it looks like it's only a versus mode that they allow. 
because it looks like what happens is essentially you have your um, each individual knight, and then you have like three little underlings with them. So you have like three little uh, soldiers that are um, following around with you. So it looks pretty cute. Um, I'm not. I haven't really played any Nipponichi software titles. I don't think. I'm trying to remember if was was Rhapsody a Nipponichi title? Rhapsody. A musical adventure. I think Rhapsody Musical Adventure is a Nipponichi software title. I I could be wrong. That might be the only one I've played from them though. It's really weird. I like to play a lot of like Japanese games. Um and I don't really pay a ton of attention to Atlas or like Idea Factory or NIS very often. Um I generally it's weird. I don't know. I, I generally end up picking obscure games from the main publishers like Konami and Square, Square and things like that when I go after Japanese games. But I don't know. Um, I always find those kind of games tend to end up being pretty grindy at times and the time investment is kind of terrifying. Yeah, I, I should play more of them. I just don't. I just haven't really. Um, I would like to. But there's all I would always like to do a lot of things. Um, one thing I did think about also doing um, is I recently stumbled across, and I don't think I don't think this is like an obscure game at all. Maybe just not super well known in America. Maybe I don't know. It might even be well known in America. Uh, I stumbled across a game, uh, a mobile game called Destiny Child, and I had I had noticed it in the past. Um, I have kind of a fascination with uh, live two D animation. If you don't know what live two D is, it's basically um a company will draw like a character portrait um for a character and then they'll like bend and warp that character to kind of animate them and then as it's gotten more complex um what seems to be the next uh le- level of that is layering different parts on these characters so the different aspects of the the portrait can move more smoothly um than the than the main um like the actual standard portrait and you can like switch out parts uh easier so basically the idea behind this is you get animation um with only having to draw one character uh picture basically and you can sit there and just kind of you know move the picture around to get this give this idea of uh of uh movement and it's a it, it looks it looks a lot better than it used to like i don't know how long ago when i started looking at it like 10 years ago it's been a long time i think um, it looks a lot better than it used to, um, but it still looks very cheap. And I'm always like fascinated by how characters um, or how developers kind of uh, get more and more out of this. Like it's like Tokyo Tokyo Ghoul Hunters, Ghost Story, Ghost Hunters. It's like a PS3 and Vita title that had a lot of uh, live 2D in it. Um, but yeah, Destiny Child uh, <laughs> takes it to a whole other level of just the characters are just like constantly like moving um when i originally saw it it was like a character who's kind of tall and lanky so i thought they kind of looks like a worm almost <laughs> that's how they moved <laughs> um but yeah i saw this a while ago and i was like holy shoo oh that is a lot of live 2d bending and um i think in the, the particular footage i had saw um it looked even more unnatural than usual but uh, i kind of went down the hole of watching a bunch of different character portraits for them um and I think there are characters in there that that pull off a very convincing movement. There's like an uh, like one that's uh, has like idols in it, basically. 
Um, and the movement in that idle one is very convincing. It, I mean, it looks like it's live 2D still, but it looks a lot better than some of the other ones I've seen. Uh, and one thing I like about uh, what I've seen of Destiny Child is uh, it's just a lot of variety in the visual style. And this is true for, I think, a lot of um, mobile games because they have a lot of different artists working on this stuff. Uh, but I think the, the themes of each kind of like character group seems to change uh, in a way that I think is is maybe more significant than other mobile games I've played at least. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's just a, uh, like a gotcha kind of thing. You know, you, you put the money in, you get the characters out, you level those characters up by, you know, grinding dungeons. And then if you, you know, once you get enough, enough crystals or whatever to put the, put them back in the machine to pull another character out, you do that and do that over and over and over again. Uh, and then if you want to do it more than what the game gives you, you can get them some money. Some cold heart, I don't know what Korean currency is, actually, now that I think about it. Um, cold heart whatever. That is, cold heart, just, I'm curious. Korean currency. Won. Okay, I actually knew won, I just kind of questioned myself, I think. I was going to say won, but I don't know. Anyways, some cold heart won. Hmm. Put that money in your phone. Um, so, so yeah, I, I I would like to try that game, but I've also played uh, Puzzles and Dragons for a good six months, and then I played uh, Crash Fever for another month. And those games they take a long time to get going, and they're a pretty heavy time investment. And you also kind of have to build parts of your life around them. They they operate on a schedule, so it's like oh, on Friday I need to get this specific material at this specific you know, in some cases, specific time frame, um, but other cases, just like, oh, Friday, I need to go do this thing, um, and you, it's a lot of, like, I need to maximize my energy for that day. It's fascinating just, like, how much they can get you to kind of, like, change your life around playing this game, but, um, yeah, I, I just think it has a really nice style to it. I think the live 2D is hit and miss. Um, there's, like, this, this nice, like, gothic um, expansion kind of thing they did that I thought was, was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I ever will play it. It's, it's, I foreign mobile games that aren't available in America. I'm not entirely sure how you do that with, without jailbreaking your phone. Uh, you may have to do that. I haven't done it yet. Um, I think my, my, my warranty policy on my phone is like, it's covered for two years. So once the two years passes by, and I think I'm getting close to that. Um, I'll probably jailbreak my phone and then and then live my life like a king. Um, yeah. I also watched some footage for uh, Sword Art Online uh, Fatal Bullet. They, they put out like a multiplayer trailer. Um, and I talked a little bit about Fatal Bullet when I played it at GameStop Expo. And it just, it's not a game that feels good. Like, I really want to like Fatal Bullet because it's that, it's like, it's very much in the Freedom Wars style. You have like an AI companion. Um, it's actually very gun focused, where even Freedom Wars. I think, I think feasibly you can make a gun build in Freedom Wars. And if anything, I think when you get to the end game, guns are actually a huge part of that. Um, but I think early on, if you're playing that game pretty casually and just going through like the main story, uh, melee weapons are still kind of the focus. So, so seeing a game that seems to be emphasizing the ranged weapons in like a Monster Hunter kind of setting is, is pretty cool. Although, um, yeah, I just like, I think back to how bad that GameStop Expo played. 
and I'm hoping that, you know, next year it will be polished up. I'm probably going to pick it up anyways because uh, I'm a dumbass and I want, you know, a Freedom Wars 2 even if it's not Freedom Wars 2 and worse than Freedom Wars. But thanks, Dimps, I guess, for doing this thing that's going to make me buy a bad game. <laughs> I'm glad someone's trying to carry that torch, though, because, you know, Shift is working on God Eater 3 or whatever it's called. I forget what the new God Eater is called, but... um. Yeah, Maybe, I mean, I'm curious to see, because God Eater 2 came out before um, Freedom Wars, um, where Shift goes, um, but I'm happy that another, because essentially, I explained this before, but Freedom Wars was made from like a three different development teams, um, to some extent, I, know, I don't know exactly how the work was split up, but Dimps and uh, Shift were two of them, and uh, they're, they're still kind of doing their own thing. Um, but I don't know if, uh, I don't know what the Sony studio was on that project and what they're doing these days. Um, I assume they were probably wrapped up into like Trico work or something or what is that? I don't even know the actual name of that game right now. Uh, gosh, it's not Trico. Lost Guard, last, last Guardian, the last Guardian. I'm doing real bad with names today. Um, so yeah, this, this are cool video games. Um, I, I'm pretty, I, I tend to kind of focus on a lot of games that aren't usually in the mainstream, usually, but I mean, Sword Art Online is mainstream in its own way, um, but I probably take it too seriously for what it is. Uh, Hollow, Hollow Realization, is that the Vita one? Hollow Fragment? I can't remember any names today. Hollow Fragment is a very bad game with some very interesting things about it. I wrote like two or three articles about it. Um, it's ridiculous. That game is ridiculous. <laughs> so let's do the fortune cookie. I love the fortune cookie. It's my favorite section. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I just pulled. I pulled Harvest Moon Magical Melody for GameCube. I just talked about Harvest Moon last week. I forgot I bought this game too. I don't like it. I think the art style is really kind of ugly. I need to get past the art style before I start playing it. But I, I don't know enough about to say anything about it other than what I just said last week. So I'm taking back that fortune cookie. I'm throwing that fortune cookie in the trash. That is not a fortune I want. Things didn't get much better, although it's not a Harvest Moon game at least. <laughs> um, Evolution Worlds for the GameCube. Oh. I went through this this, pit, this period of time, and I'm glad I went through this period of time, um, where I had just beaten Tales of Symphonia, and it was really my first JRPG that I really sat down and, like, powered through. Um, I had played a lot of Final Fantasy as a kid, um, but I never beat them because I just didn't have the attention span to get through, like, a, you know, 30, 50 hour game. Um, I, I would get like 10 or 20 hours in and then go do something else. And I feel like I'm still kind of that way, but I'm, I'm more committed to going back to those games these days once I get burned out. Uh, I'll take like a two or three week break and get back to it. Uh, so, so I bought, uh, I bought a bunch of GameCube RPGs, uh, Skies of Arcadia, um, I feel like I bought something else too. Uh, Botan Kaitos and Evolution Worlds. Uh, Evolution Worlds definitely the weakest link here. <laughs> it's like a, uh, it's like a dungeon. It's a, it's basically a JRPG with randomized dungeons with like floors. And I always want to say that's like a dungeon crawler, but then there's also like stuff like roguelikes that kind of fit in that space. And it's not really a roguelike, it's just kind of randomized dungeons. Um, but the dungeons are just like squares. And the visual design behind them 
isn't great. It's a lot of just like kind of dirt or grass or like a, at the end of the day, the entire game is made with hallways and square rooms. It's like, here's this wall texture, here's the floor, and then we're going to make a space out of these. And it's just not visually a stimulating game. And some of those dungeons get really long. I remember the, I remember feeling like they maybe it's been a long time, but I remember going hours and hours through that game um, in a single dungeon and just being like, oh my fucking god, I want to kill myself. Um, I used to play it while seeking parts in Final Fantasy XI, but I will say about Evolution Worlds, there's one thing. Um, it has a very cute, almost like a Dojin style uh, art style. Everything's very kind of uh, pudgy and um, and kind of chibi. And uh, I really like all the character animations. Uh, there's like there's like a butler in your party, and he has like a a like a old school rifle that he like loads and shoots, and then he'll like cook food and it can either be healthy or poisonous and you know he'll feed it to enemies if it's poisonous or feed you know your teammates if it's uh you know delicious um and then you also have like lynn who has like a frying pan she hits enemies with um and the main character has this like uh this like hand backpack thing it's like an extendable arm almost and it does a bunch of things like you can he i mean he can basically control it like a regular hand where he can punch people or like you know chop them or something like that and he'll like flick enemies in the face um but because it is on his back it has a bit more um versatility in terms of like he can kind of like load it back like a like a like a, i don't know what the word would be like a spring almost and like go almost like a shotgun going kind of think um and he can like smack him in the face as he goes by with like it like hooking back into itself and then launching forward back at the enemies over and over again um and like the enemies just look really silly um i think the gameplay is 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 not amazing but it's cute um like the visual animations that go along with it are cute the voice acting's pretty silly um and uh yeah, it's just that grind through those dungeons. The dungeons are so long. It's just so painful. Um, I really wanted to like that game. I think there are people out there who like Evolution Worlds. Um, it's actually, uh, originally, the Evolution Worlds on the GameCube is a um, is a compilation of Evolution 1 and 2 on the Dreamcast. And I've heard that Evolution 1 is actually a much longer game on Dreamcast, and they cut a lot of it out in the GameCube version of Evolution Worlds. Uh, but I do have Evolutions 2 on Dreamcast. Um, which I think is Japanese voiceover, now that I think about it, rather than English voiceover. Um, but yeah, I, I would say go look at Evolution Worlds. Um, it, I, I think I wrote a review for it once and I was like, man, this game's bad. <laughs> and I think I still stand by that. But I think if you, if, if you can get over, if you like it to be like a podcast game, or you just want like a game to grind away at um there is some value to evolution worlds um just don't make it like a top pick (laughs) there are many many okay sorry let me take that back there are better rpgs on gamecube i shouldn't say many many because it's pretty much tales of savonia botankaitos um skies of arcadia that's all i can think of off the top of my head there may be some more but it's it's you can count probably if not on one hand, on two hands, you can count how many GameCube RPGs that there are worth playing. Uh, but Evolution Worlds, yeah, go look up, uh, go look up some video or something. It's a it's a silly looking game and it's cute. Um, I just I I have a lot of nostalgia for the 
the characters, the story, the music. That's a game I'd say I have nostalgia for. I don't have nostalgia very often for things, but I think Evolution World, I do have a fondness for it, despite it putting me through so much suffering. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll do it for this week. There's some actually, there's some really good music in Evolution Worlds. I'll probably open this episode with Evolution Worlds music. So um, I hope you're you're having a good time. I posted a video. Speaking of grindy RPGs, I posted an article I should say um, about me uh, being a terrible person and exercising while playing JRPGs. Um, and I probably am going to kill myself one day from falling off a bike or something while you know trying to play breath of fire 2 on an exercise bike <laughs> um but uh that, that article's up um the week before that i had a uh, peach peach splash review i forgot if i mentioned that in my last episode so peach peach splash review is up i want to play more peach splash i just don't know if it's gonna happen just because i'm still trying to get through mario odyssey i'm bad at playing games as often as i should um I thought about streaming to kind of like force myself to play games sometimes. And it's like not like, oh, I need to force myself to play video games. Sometimes I get so caught up in like things I'm doing in real life and getting busy that I that I don't dedicate the time I feel like to playing games. Working on articles and stuff also <laughs> also takes takes that time away. Um, so, yeah. And then I got a video coming up this week. Uh, I know for sure. I'm going to try to work on an article for the next week and get that done relatively quick and then try to start working on my bigger video for the week after that so it's kind of packed i'll see if i can get it through i'm i'm trying to get something out every thursday but if i can't i'm not sweating it too much because it's my own blog and i do whatever i want i do what i want with my blog so that's it for this week i uh, hope you have a great week goodbye <laughs>